0: A few minutes ago, Lori was telling a, a hilarious story that I forgot about, about some co-workers at the time working at the radio station <laughs> who were kicking around in downtown Seattle. And as everybody does, thought it would be fun to take a selfie under the shadow of the glorious Space Needle here in Seattle. It's like the best photo op selfie you can make and these two ladies were so proud of themselves they positioned themselves absolutely perfectly for this beautiful selfie of the Space Needle and it wasn't until an hour later when they got back to the radio station and looked at it that they realized what they actually had looking over their shoulder was a (laughs) lamppost.
1: Shout out to Erica and Jody.
0: Right
2: and in honor of the Space Needle turning 60 we posted it again. Oh my oh, goodness. My
0: you know, you might think if you don't live in Seattle well, that's stupid. But it's not because a lot of the lampposts purposely have the same silhouette <laughs> as the space needle, right? So, <laughs> so you bad. you could see if you were looking backwards in your phone and you were in a hurry that you might you know capture that little long that flat part that looks like a UFO, you know?
2: <laughs> I think I think they even turned it into a Christmas card one year.
0: Oh <gasps> did they awesome. Good for them? Oh my gosh. So the space is going to be 60. It was the 1962 World's Fair. Is that right?
2: I was going to say 69, but maybe it was 62.
0: Well, if it's going to be 60, math genius. It must be 1962. (laughs) Put your
2: headphones back on. (laughs) Um, That makes me even older than I thought I was.
0: (laughs) But um so there are they repainting it the original color or something what do I keep seeing
2: Um hmm. Have you seen anything Anna?
0: I didn't know about the World's Fair thing. You didn't know it was built for the World's Fair? No. Yeah,
2: I, I was actually it, there when it when it was being built and it was like you had to walk over all this um, Oh yeah, it looks like they are going to turn it back to gold for galaxy gold cuz that's that was original. You know, it was gold when it was built and so I was walking over these sand dirt lumps to get to the space needle and we got to go up it was either it, it must have been just before the world's fair because it wasn't quite ready yet wow yeah so it wasn't ah. even like cemented the ground around it yet or anything wow look yeah at
0: that. They're, they're doing it right now the party's begun crew started painting the roof galaxy gold this morning to get ready for our 60th wow crazy that's and then are they gonna paint it back I guess
2: you know, I imagine they'll probably leave it a year or so. Right. Maybe.
0: What um wasn't it didn't they paint it for um for the seat when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl? Did they paint it that year?
2: Yes they did. It
0: can't be cheap to paint this No but That's you know gotta be a...
2: They gotta have a tax write off here and there.
0: Right. <laughs> but I mean do they go down to like, you know, Benjamin Moore and go, I'll take six thousand <laughs> <laughs> gallons of galaxy gold? <laughs> <I mean, laughs> Oh
2: my gosh, that's so funny.
0: Get a little paint chip and kinda of hold it up around the other buildings and see if it matches. Yeah. Maybe get three or four of them and tape it up like on the Columbia Tower and go, yeah. Yeah, right. I is, like the other one better.
2: Is it really galaxy gold or is it, you know regular gold? Right.
0: Is <laughs> it Olympic
1: gold? Yeah. Or is it, you know? Golden calf gold.
0: <laughs> oh my Eggshell goodness. gold. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is a, uh, she's an artist, but she also teaches color theory. And she just has a like incredibly sharp eye for, for color. Mm. And she'll be like, you know, I'm going to paint an accent. wall, okay. And she'll come home with like six different little paint chips of what to me is the exact same color. (laughs) But (laughs) to her, it's like a rainbow, right? And she'll, she'll tape it up on the wall and she'll be like, well, which one do you like? And I'll be like, ah, eeny, meeny, miny, that one. Well, why do you like that one? Uh, because it's the the other ones, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't, I don't know, pick one. I can't see the difference. You know? <sighs> but she does, you know, so I just, that cracks me up whenever, whenever I see people like with nine different, you know, like when you're walking in the hardware store and you see them carrying around all these paint chips and I'm like, I'm like looking at the wife carrying the paint chips and the husband and I, I can just feel him rolling his eyes like, who cares? Right? <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: I understand I about that too. You could just tell sometimes. Well, not you, but some Right. So <laughs> some people, <laughs> not me. <laughs> some difference. people.
0: Yeah. I admire it. I mean, you know, I love that she can do that and she always gets it right. I mean, then when she ends up painting a color, it's like the most spectacular color that just brings out, you know, the everything else in the room, but it, to to just see it on a little piece of paper. I just I don't know if I I don't know if I lack vision, literal vision or imagination, vision, but then I hear, I can hear things that she can't hear too, right? Like, like when we watch TV, she'll recognize somebody's face and she can tell you every show that they've been in. And I don't necessarily remember that, but once I hear them talking, I'll be like, oh, he does the commercial for Mercedes-Benz. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> crazy. Well, um, you know that the mask mandate for flying has come down. Now, are you flying when you're going away, Claire?
0: I am. I am flying tomorrow. Are, are yeah. you happy
2: about this or nervous? Uh,
0: I'm keeping my mask on. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm keeping it on. I'm, I'm certainly keeping it on at the airport. In fact, you know what? I'm probably going to keep it on for the rest of my life. I wow. I have not been sick. I have literally not been sick with anything in two years. I mean, I had like... You know, vertigo, that's internal. You don't catch that from anybody. I have allergies, which get the best of me. You don't catch that from anybody. I haven't had a cold. I haven't had the flu. I haven't had COVID. I haven't had anything. And I think that's because I wash my hands and I wear a mask. And I'm like, hmm, I kind of like this, you know. So definitely in the airport, I will wear it. Definitely getting on the airplane, I will wear it. Once I'm in my seat, I probably won't wear it. And if we go to a restaurant or something like that, I probably won't wear it. And part of it for me, the mask, I know this is going to sound really stupid, but I'm one of those people who I touch my face a lot. And the mask, whether or not it keeps me from inhaling anything, it keeps me from touching my face. So I know that I won't pick anything up from having touched it. And to me, that's the bigger problem when you're going into a large public place like an airport is all the places that people have touched. Yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm keeping it on and I'm expecting most people won't have them, and you know that's that's on them. Okay. yeah, how about you guys?
2: I still sort of feel guilty when I go someplace that's like over Easter, I went to a Easter brunch, which was not a brunch. Uh, it was just brunch hours, but I thought all brunches were buffets anyway. Not happy, but it was pretty full, and I felt like, oh, I should have a mask on. I feel guilty. Am I going to get in trouble? And then it was like, no, we don't have to wear a mask. So, yeah, it was kind of weird.
0: It is weird after a couple of years of having them to, to be somewhere where you don't have to have them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, So. How about you, Anna?
1: I uh, I went to 13 Coins with my cousin last Saturday. I thought I was going to wear my mask. And then I I couldn't really hear myself. And so I was pretty sure my cousin wouldn't be able to hear me with the mask on. So I took it off. And I was just, I was actually a little nervous. I think I'm going to be like you, Claire. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be wearing my mask for the rest of my life in most places.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And at school... My kid wears her mask still. and She says that half the kids still wear it and half the kids don't. A lot of parents used to complain that their kids are just having a horrible time. They're miserable with these masks on. Yet I see a lot of kids still wearing it. And I I passed Mm -hmm. by our elementary school yesterday and I swear, I think every kid between first grade and fifth grade were wearing masks. outside during Hmm. recess
0: Hmm. outside during recess wow huh
1: and I wonder if some kids wear it still because they've been wearing it for two years but also if they just have sort of that social anxiety of taking off the mask they don't want to show their entire face I wonder if when parents say my kid is miserable if they're only really talking (laughs) about themselves and their kids don't even care in fact they would prefer wearing the mask question mark
0: Mm. I never thought of that. That is very interesting that now the the mask is like a way to kind of keep to yourself. That's interesting. interesting. I wonder if if that's a thing.
1: I do that. I I kind of like wearing the mask just so I can feel like if anybody's staring (laughs) that they can't stare at the entire face.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the headphones in the old days. Remember, I, I remember people used to say, oh, at the bus stop, just put your headphones on and people won't talk to you. That didn't work for me, but, you know. (laughs) interesting isn't it funny how our world has changed
0: it is yeah I used to never talk to people on airplanes I still don't particularly like to I pretty much because I don't I'm crazy about flying I mean I do it because it's the way to get places but I'd much, much rather keep to myself on an airplane. <laughs> so I think the mask is probably a good a good signal for that. So it, I didn't think about it, though, from the perspective of like a 12 or 13-year-old where you could be like, well, nobody can see that I have zits or nobody can see that my teeth are crooked or, or whatever it is that you don't want people to see. Yeah. You know, suddenly there's a, a relatively socially acceptable way to to do that. Huh. I bet you thirteen year old Claire would have kept a mask on all the time. Just for that reason. You know?
1: Thirteen through thirteen through maybe eighteen. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm with you. Yeah. What's crazy is that so the CDC the the judge made this ruling on Monday that suddenly after two years they decided the CDC didn't have the authority to do a mask mandate. And it wasn't until Wednesday, and then suddenly everybody like threw their masks off, except for, you know, some public transit agencies are are trying to keep them in place. But Wednesday, then the Justice Department decided they're going to go ahead and appeal that decision. Now, what remains to be seen is if they ask for an emergency stay of the ruling. And if they do that, then suddenly masks come back and we're going to be in this weird limbo And I don't know if that's going to happen or not. And by the time, you know, when this podcast gets published, it may or may not have happened. Um, But it's going to be a very weird limbo. And I'm I'm afraid we're going to be kind of back where we were two years ago with people getting all grumpy and cranky because you're going to have half the people who think it's the law again and half the people who don't think it's the law again. That's going to be messy. I almost wish they'd just let it go. Like, fine. Okay, we're done. We're done. You're, you're on your own now. I sort of feel that way about the vaccines at this point. You know, if, you, if it's been a year and whatever, year and a half, and if you haven't gotten vaccinated again, you're not going to get vaccinated. So now it's on you. It's your personal responsibility at this point, what happens to you and your family, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I sort of feel the same way about the masks now, even though I know masks are about, you know, you spit in my direction, I catch what you have. I think there's also a modicum of protection of not getting spit in the face that the masks helps too. So I think it works both ways unlike the vaccine, but I don't know. I, I think this limbo and this who's gonna sue who and who's gonna appeal what, I think that might do more harm than good. Yeah.
1: I'm confused about where where we really are with this with COVID and protection. And I didn't know that there's another variant of the Omicron. We're at something called XE now. That's the dominant. I never heard of XE until like yesterday. I thought BA2 was the dominant one. That um, So did I. Yeah. There's a new one called XE that's, a, that's out and about now. Um,
0: are you sure that's not the name of Elon Musk? kid? <laughs> 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 I don't
1: know. I'm going to call Elon and ask him, where, where are we at? where
2: are we at speaking of elon musk he says he doesn't actually own a home that he just couch surfs on friends couches
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you see that i did not see that
2: elon musk does not apparently own a home He just hangs out on friends' couches. And uh, one of uh, Jimmy, uh, probably Kimmel or Fallon, uh, said, isn't that funny? He doesn't have friends. (laughs) Can you imagine the richest man in the world on your couch eating your
0: popcorn? (laughs) Changing your channel. Right? <laughs> right. Wearing your right. bathrobe. I believe that, though. I could see him being somebody who doesn't ever go home. Not that he doesn't have one, but that he just doesn't go to it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, seriously. All
0: right. So XE is a variant of Omicron. Yeah. And uh, at this point, there is no ex- evidence to suggest that the disease caused by XE variant is any more severe. So I hmm. think it's it might be dominant in terms of the one that's coming up in tests, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know any Any more more, or less harmful right right yeah um Um, yeah 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 I know I actually know more people that have gotten COVID in the last month than I did in the last (laughs) two years I mean personally known the in, in within my family and and you know every those people got it like you know a year ago but you know my brother's a frontline healthcare worker so it was sort of inevitable that that was gonna happen but um you know, other people are like starting to pop up now, but they're not very severe. Everybody's like, you know, they probably just in another time would have thought it was a really bad cold, you know? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So at least it, I think the vaccine at least keeps it from being bad when you get it now, to my knowledge.
2: So I just read two books that were written during the pandemic. And so they sort of enterprise on those first weeks when everything started to get freaky and it was so weird to relive that
1: how yeah. come
2: one of them is Jody Picoult and the other one was uh Ellie Griffith with uh, the the um uh Ruth who's a uh, archaeologist uh, mysteries and so it was so interesting uh, Ruth had to homeschool her daughter and in the Jodi Picoult one, there was a vacation planned and one could go and one couldn't. And it was just reliving that was almost it was almost kind of traumatizing because it was wow. so clear and so confusing. You know, it's like we don't know if the masks work. We don't know if the you know. And so recapturing all of that. And reliving it so quickly, like maybe 10 years down the road reading it, you'd be like, oh, yeah. But it was like, whoa, that was really, maybe that was too soon.
0: Crazy. Mm. Mm. Jody P. Cult cranks out a book every week. Oh, my
2: gosh. I can't even talk about it. I Unless you read it, I cannot talk to you about it because she has so many twists and turns that anything yeah. I say would ruin ruin it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Craziness.
0: It is craziness. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. I, I was having the same thing with The Morning Show a little bit because that was kind of from a journalistic perspective, which I found very interesting. The one that was hard was there's this TV show I really like called The Good Doctor with Freddie Highmore as a doctor who's on the he's on the autism spectrum and it oh, you know mm-hmm. takes place at this hospital in San Jose. and It's just a good it's like house, but with a different kind of spin, you know, it's all the the same, you know, kind of hospital drama stuff, but it's really well done and it has a, a lovely cast and, and good writing and not this season, but last season, they kind of started off with where COVID had just started and the emergency rooms were overrun and people were dying and they didn't know this and this and I couldn't watch it. It was very, trim- it was really hard to watch and I never had never been, it's not like I'd been in an emergency room. It was just that feeling of, of that confusion and that loss and that you know, what the hell that we were all feeling in those first several weeks. To me, that wasn't fun entertainment. So I had to kind of wait, wait until I could do it. So I can't even imagine picking up a book right now and going back into that, that feeling.
2: Yeah, it was just, yeah. So weird. So weird to relive it. and, And it be so real. Like, you know, when you read books that have other historical events, you know, it's like, oh, was it like that or whatever? And this was like, it was it was wow, yeah,
1: I just feel so lucky that none of us us three had had any personal experience yeah. having to Mm-mm. to go through that chaos in a hospital setting. Mm-hmm. I can't even uh, imagine a lot of the people getting turned away. People having, at least in other countries, that had to wait for an ambulance only to find that they would never come because they were just over, they were just inundated with uh, Mm -hmm. too many emergencies. And I can imagine watching something, you know, that has to do with that time would be so traumatic we, we know people who have had COVID. You said that just within the last couple of months, it's just been like more so than ever, but not serious. Like, were any of your friends hospitalized these last couple of months due to COVID, you guys? No. No? Okay. No. Uh, not not no. in
0: my experience. No. Everybody I know, that, everybody I know that, that got it was could just deal with it at home for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've I think, had
1: a few cases around yeah. here too, right, Lori?
0: Yeah. And I,
2: I think I've had one friend who was in the hospital actually thought he was going to die. But did pull through.
1: Yeah. But only,
2: you know, only one that ended up in the hospital. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have a friend who had COVID the first, like in March of 2020. So, one of the first, right? And it's Mm. unfortunate because she still has a fever from back then. Like today. She still posts about. How she's she still has like a hundred, hundred and three, hundred and four degree fever. She's gotten brain damage from it for sure. She says,
0: "Is that what they call long COVID?" What she yes. has, yeah, exactly.
2: The long haul. I think, I think they call it long haul.
0: I can't even imagine. Yep. I mean, I thought
1: last week, okay, I think we're in the clear, uh, but only to find out some states went back to the mandate. Some schools did, and uh, and then you hear about you know people still having to deal with the first time the virus came around back in 2020. Mm. And isn't it weird to say Mm. back in 2020 because it feels like 2020
0: (laughs) lasted for two years? (laughs) It did, Mm -hmm. yeah. It did. It it seems like it was five years ago. It really does. I'll see stuff stuff pop up on Facebook, and I'm like, "Wait, that was last year."
2: I know some people are saying like when it became 2022, it was like 2022. Also, (laughs)
0: yeah, Yeah. feel that way. Yeah. So,
2: um, Claire, before you hopped on, I uh, I thought I need coffee, and I went into the break room, and they had this. um, It's called Charged lemonade. There was a mango and a lemonade from Panera Bread and uh, all the food was gone. But I thought, oh, well, you know, it's charged. So maybe it's got some caffeine in it. So I poured myself some and I went to take a drink and it zapped my lip. And then I was telling Anna about it because I took another drink and it didn't. I thought that was my imagination. It zapped my lip again. So I don't (laughs) know what it's got in it, but it keeps zapping me.
0: (laughs) It's literally charged. I I think it's
1: Pop Rocks in liquid form
0: oh (laughs) that would do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) new from panera pop rocks in your lemonade (laughs) i was like whoa wait i got zapped (laughs) oh we should look that up and see if that's really supposed to happen yeah no kidding
2: i might have to go try the other flavors and see (laughs)
0: Lori's gonna drink like two entire cases of it yep still (laughs) popping i know you so it's it's caffeinated well, I don't know. It just says
2: it's charged, and I didn't have time to read the ingredients. I was like, hey, I need coffee. I'll take this. What if it had, like, you know, what if it was charged with, like, tequila? Well, then we'd be having <laughs> quite a great show, wouldn't we?
1: <laughs> charged lemonades. Let me see. What is that? What? Why is it shocking you? Are you looking it up? Yeah. Need an instant energy boost? The new Panera Charged Lemonades are the ultimate energy drink guaranteed to charge up your day. Powered by clean caffeine from guarana and green coffee extract, these caffeinated lemonades feature refreshing mango, cranberry, or strawberry mint flavors. These drinks are cold, caffeinated, and cause an electrical charge. Just kidding. <laughs> About the electrical charge. <laughs> it's just cold and caffeinated and so
0: ready for summer. Crazy.
2: Huh. Want to get Crazy. buzzed? Mm-hmm. Wow! Every, wow!
0: I wonder, I want to know what it is. I wonder why. That I wonder it. if that happens to everybody or if it's just Lori. Wait, are you drinking it I in the ox
2: room? I, I am.
0: I have a tendency to
1: feel like that ox room is a shocks room because it's like oh. you. Uh, whenever I touch the door to and from, it shocks me every time. Unless I touch a bunch of things and then touch the handle, so I don't get shocked.
0: Maybe you need to do also. That. What kind of container is the drink in? Well, they just had cups
2: there, and we just hoard our own.
0: Oh, so it's not like a metal cup.
2: Yeah, so B-Dub said, hey, everybody, check out the Panera. You know, they um, brought it because of my syndicated show, Help Yourself. And I'm like, yeah, that that lemonade's really got something going on. (laughs) I'm surprised the boss hasn't come in yet. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Craziness.
0: That just reminded me the other night. Sharon, my wife, for her artwork that she does, she does a lot of still lives. And so she, if she sees an interesting like container or jar or bottle or something, she'll she'll want it. And somebody brought over a bottle. We had a, a girls party a few weeks ago with margaritas and there was a, a bottle of tequila and it was a really pretty bottle. And many, many weeks later, it was pretty much almost empty. And Sharon decided that she wanted the bottle. So she was going to, you know, clean it out. And there was, there was still so little tequila left in there. I didn't know what had to happen to it. And she came down here while I was on the radio. And she's like, I'm going to finish this bottle. Do you want it? And I'm like, I'm on the air. I can't drink tequila. She's like, okay. And she just like guzzles it. And I'm like, oh. And it was water. She just was <laughs> goofing with me. <laughs> I'd never, ever ever. Ever in my life, seen Sharon shoot tequila, and I about fell over because I can't do it. I just looking at tequila makes me crazy. Um, I was like, "You little sneak! <laughs> you didn't say sneak. I did not say sneak. That was not the word I used." <laughs> wow. So, did you hear this story about the missing young man from Southern California who was found in Utah?
2: What? No.
0: This is an incredible story, and I wish I had it in front of me to have all the details, but there was a—he went missing—I want to say he was 16, 15 or 16. He's on the uh, autism spectrum, and he disappeared from his home um, in California. I said Southern, but I think it was Northern California. And uh, this was a few years ago, and last week a a police officer got a call about— a homeless looking young guy who was hanging out outside of a, a convenience store and would somebody come get it and the police officer this is in Utah and the police officer went and he and he and he saw him and he kind of got some information from him and ran it and it turned out that he had like a an arrest for like a petty theft or something but there was something The police officer, even he didn't say this, his his uh, supervisor said something instinctually about him told him there was more to the story. So he didn't just arrest him. Right. He took him. Back to the police station and got him some, you know, something to eat and something to drink and, and some water and war- warmed up and all that stuff. And he wasn't drinking; he wasn't drunk. He was just there, and he knew that there was something up with him. And finally, after a, a, a search of some missing persons databases, they they found him. They they matched him. The name was like there had been a misspelling somewhere along the way, so the name was a little bit different. But he came up as having been reported missing as a child, and. Um, He got a hold of his—the family obviously had been searching nonstop for him, hadn't come up with anything, decided that— because he was on the spectrum or there was some reason behind it that they moved back to their previous home in Idaho um, thinking that perhaps he'd gone there or would turn up there at some point, never giving up hope that he was somewhere out there. And so they called his father in Idaho. He immediately jumped in the car, drove like four whatever hours to this police station in Utah. And they'd gotten so many false calls over the years that he really wasn't expecting anything, but he went there anyway because it sounded promising and when it was him and then he called, the mother and they were just like beside themselves. But, um, so he's been reunited with his family. He's going to have to go through some therapy. Everybody is in order to, to get back in there. But, all of the bad things that we have been hearing about police officers, I want this story out there because here was a cop who didn't just go, oh, here's some bum vagrant teenager loitering and I'm going to, he has a petty theft arrest, so I'm going to throw him in jail for what's good for him. Somehow he instinctively knew there was more to the story and he took the time and got other people involved. And I'm so proud of that. Not, I'm not proud of it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he did that. You know. Yeah. How
2: long was the
0: kid missing? I want to say three years, two or three oh years. My so from like gosh. 16, he was, a, he was technically, he was legally a child when he went missing. So I want to say he disappeared at 16 and was found at 19 or maybe 15 to 19, something like that. Three or four years. Wow. wow. And, and we don't know, I haven't followed up anymore. I, I don't know anything about, uh, was he, was he taken? Did he walk away? Was he lost? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the circumstances of why he, ha, how he had left, come to leave his home. Um, or why he was where he was but um, it was just just I mean I was crying reading the story yeah. about how you know somebody didn't nobody gave up on him nobody gave up on him from from the moment he disappeared to the random people who found him somebody stuck with his story I just mm. love that you know wow Everybody's gonna be okay yeah
1: wow It'll be interesting to find out what um, had what had happened between then and the time he was found and be. how he lived and survived. I mean, I, I could see a, someone actually possibly writing a book or a, a
0: movie about it because I, I bet it's just extraordinary. I bet it is. I bet it is how he survived and what he did. Yeah. And the, the, the crimes, the, the arrest warrant or arrest or whatever that came up was all stuff like that, like you know, I think pilfering food and, you know, that, that kind of thing. Like, I don't think he, I don't think there was anything weaponry, weapons involved. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. It sounded like it was all really small time stuff that might happen to somebody who was living on the street, you know? Right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazing. And also that he, I mean, you're right. I mean, who knows what kind of survival he had to do in terms of people, you know, did anyone try to take advantage of him or, um, or not, you know, was he pretty self-sufficient? And will he stay home? You know, now he's 19. That's the other thing is now what's going to happen. Can he, you think he can just go back and be like, oh, I'm home now. Or you think he's been like, you know what? Maybe he enjoys to some extent being free. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. I, I would think his mom
1: would be like please stay we need to catch up and you know yeah. 2 or 3 years was uh, was taken of our you know life without you so we needed we need to spend time with you before you really really start adulting you know right and going off on your own <laughs> right yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. One thing I did want to just throw out there, Lori, there was something you posted on the Warner 6.9 website that I was very interested in. Uh, you got this from the New York Post about an anti-app wave that's possibly happening among the uh, Gen Zers. They're just social distancing mm-hmm. from social media because they call it, you know, TikTok and Instagram. They've been saying it's toxic and obsessive. And now they're the young folks are deciding to regain control of their time by stepping away from all that scrolling. And I wonder if you guys are, do you, are you surprised about that?
2: Yes, it's say no to the scroll and they're really young. And I was actually... I was actually really surprised and thought, "Wow, maybe there's hope." After doing all these detox um, interviews with people who are uh, detoxing their families from social media because of the uh, the ticks, remember we talked about that? So I thought, well, maybe this is a good thing, and maybe it'll start some sort of at least awareness. Yeah.
1: How about you? How old, I love this. How old are these kids? So they're usually like between the ages of, I think, um, the Gen Z years are 7 to 22, I think. Mm-hmm. I love this. This is great. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's going to, I don't think they even realize the benefits it's going to reap for them. Everything from attention span to to happiness. Yeah, to <laughs> yeah. happiness. I think it's great. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: For them to recognize that it's toxic and obsessive before us, us other mm-hmm.
0: generations. <laughs> so, so good going, young folk. Oh, I've always known it was toxic and obsessive, but I just couldn't stop. <laughs> didn't, it, yeah. didn't, it hasn't stopped me from scrolling. I just, I'm aware that I find myself reading something on Instagram and being like, oh, good for you. And I'm like, you know what? If I have that attitude, maybe I should stop. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: I, I uh, have uh, myself decided to kind of go a little bit slower on, on Facebook. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I just want to make sure that I you know, say happy birthday to folks, though. But th- other than that, it's like I've social
0: distance a bit from it. Um, and maybe it's not a bad thing it it's definitely a, a, a part of my life in terms of work and and certain aspects of my life absolutely but it's that it's that mindless that 2 in the morning well i don't have anything else to do so i think i'll do this that's that's the the stuff that we need to cut out <laughs> if it's important just text me don't call though i'm not answering i won't i won't want to talk to you just text me
2: <laughs> right. don't expect us to listen to your voicemail
0: right cuz i won't listen to you. <laughs> yep Strength. Good message. <laughs> Amen. I might I might read the message the way the, my phone will transcribe it for me, but I'm not going to listen to it.
2: Right? Oh, so I know we've got to go, but I found out Friday my new grandbaby's going to be a boy. I'm so excited. Yay! And he's due the 1st of September.
0: Yay! Yay! Oh, I'm so happy for everybody. That's lovely. Lovely. I'm so excited. Yay. What a blessing. What a blessing. Yes. Well, bless you both. Next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Yes, ma'am.
1: Is this where we say, this is, listen and learn, or
0: not? Not. 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 (laughs) You can find it on social media, but only get it from social media, and then get right off again. (laughs) Don't stick around too long. That's right. We don't want you. We're good for your self-esteem and your attention span. (laughs) Don't make this toxic. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's Brittany. Toxic! (laughs) (laughs) Yay! All right, girls. Love Love you. you. (laughs) Have a safe trip. Bye. Bye. Bye.